You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another QB Power Hour. We're very glad to have you joining us today and our special guest with some Intuit folks helping uh, within coming on screen in a little bit and with some of the folks in the background. We're going to be talking about what's new from Intuit, some new uh, features, some new functionality, some new programs, different things that are coming out that we wanted to share with you all. My name is Michelle Long. I'm a CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Six success, speaker for Intuit for a very long time. <laughs> I first started uh, speaking. Hey, I don't think it, I don't think the slides are moving. I'm ah, only seeing the, there you go. Sorry there you about go. that. <laughs> um, but I've been a speaker for Intuit for, since 07 and I absolutely love it. There's some of the links to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you join us out there and continue the conversation. Dan, go ahead. Yeah, my name is Dan DeLong, owner of Dan With, worked at Intuit for about uh, 18 years and co-host today, also co-hosting Workshop Wednesdays, brought to you by another company of mine, uh, School of Bookkeeping. Uh, did some tech editing for QBO for Dummies and um, yeah, the top 10 pro advisor for social media. And um, sorry, there's a, <laughs> they just decided to mow the lawn like right next to... <laughs> Right of course. <laughs> so I'm a little bit distracted by them about to run over most of my stuff. <laughs> but, Great. Uh, let's go ahead and continue. All right. Ian, do you want to introduce yourself quick? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Ian. I'm a product manager with the QuickBooks Online Accountant. I have a, um exciting update I want to share with you. So happy to be here today. Great. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to the other Intuit folks that are going to be answering questions in the background and who helped Dan and I with getting these slides together and all that. So about the QB Power Hours, as you know, it is every other Tuesday at noon Eastern. It is not eligible for CPE. We do have sales tax update with Avalara coming in the next on the next one on April 12th. Then we'll talk about the desktop migration. Um, we'll do a demonstration of that, talk about best practices. As you can see, then we've got some other ones scheduled um, all the way up through June. So we'd love to have you keep joining us for all of these. There is the link to the PDF of the slides, the recordings, and the podcast, and other resources all available at qbpowerhour.com slash resources. So you can check those out. A couple of housekeeping things. As you know, you can chat in the, the the chat box with each other very easily, but we really ask that you put your specific questions in the Q&A box. That makes it easier for us to monitor those. They don't get lost in all the other comments that you have. Um, and it allows us to respond to those and the Intuit folks that are helping with Q&A to respond to those as well. Um, then also, as I mentioned, the handouts are available in the resources of today's slides. So before we really get into it, what version of QuickBooks do you support for your client? Go ahead and answer this first poll question. Um, what version do you support? And, you know, um, I was realizing I haven't supported desktop clients for probably three to five years now. It's been a while since I've actually worked with desktop clients. Well, it's like a bike. It's Other like a bike. You can just get right back on it. <laughs> That's what they tell me. So somebody doesn't see the poll. It does pop up, Kimberly. So if you didn't see it, you might need to make sure that you have allowed pop-ups. 
but we don't have CPE. So if you can't answer the poll, it's not the end of the world. Yes, not, not, uh, not too terrible. Now, uh, Michelle, we, we're going to be talking about something that we had, we got to meet actually face to face in person and do these things, but you have some pictures uh, to I, share the event. Let's talk about the, the event I, that we went to and then, um, and then we'll go uh, go into what we actually talked about. I do. So Dan and I had the privilege of going to the Account Influencer Summit in Mountain View, California, at the mothership, the headquarters um, of Intuit. And it was wonderful to be back there because, you know, everything's been shut down for so long. We haven't had any live events in a long time. Um, Ted Callahan, the director of the accountants division, he actually well, it was his first time back in the office. So it was wonderful to have a live event and you can see every smiling faces. So there's Dan and Hector and I. There's a lot of us in one room because we had two days of discussions and, and sessions and everything. Um, we also got to go around the campus. So if you all have heard the story about Scott Cook and how he created Quicken, he created it at the kitchen table for his wife who was struggling with her che checkbook. There is the table. That is the table where it all began Gosh, 30 some years ago. It's been a long time. And you can see beautiful one thing campus. About that, one thing about that table that was uh, that I picked up about it, because I, I mean, working at Intuit, I knew all about, you know, the table. Yeah. Um, is that the, the Smithsonian has actually asked for that table and they said, no, um, they find it, it, it causes more um, synergy having it there at the, at the headquarters. And they actually can sit at the table and, you know, they, they can actually have meetings around, you know, the original kitchen table that, yeah. that was used to develop these things. So it's, 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 it's not just like behind glass, you know, for people to look at it's, right. it's actually part of the culture there. Well, they do have glass on top of it to protect yeah. it, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can actually sit in it, take pictures and all that stuff. So, and the campus I'd, is I'd just, hate to be the intuitive employee who caused a ring mark. Uh, <laughs> That's their, right. <laughs> leaving the, the glass on the there. table. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole campus is just beautiful there. You can see some of the fountains that they have. They have like 20 different buildings on the campus. Cause as you know, in California, you don't have sky rise towers, you know, really tall buildings because of the earthquake stuff. Um, so they have a lot of buildings. We went outside and enjoyed our lunch. It's a beautiful view of the Valley. It is right there by Google and all the other tech companies right by Stanford and, and, um, Palo Alto for the Apple headquarters, Google headquarters right there. It's just beautiful with the mountains. And if you looked close, you could even see the bay in the background. So it was pretty cool. Then we had what was called a gallery walk. So that's the one you can see where we're all standing around talking. And that's where product managers and other people like in and others would talk to Dan, talk to Dan and I and everybody. We got to just go to all the different booths to talk about what they're working on. What are some new features, some new functionality, new things that they're working on? They would demo it to us and we could give them feedback and ask questions and things like that. Now, Dan and I are under NDA. We cannot discuss everything. So what we did is we went through and we picked out some of the things that are new that are already already available or publicly have been talked about to where we could share those with you today. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, 
starting with the QuickBooks Business Network. That was one of the things that I thought was pretty cool. And the reason I think it's pretty cool is it's kind of like EDI for small businesses, where you can share data with your, your vendors and your customers and things, other QuickBooks users in real time. Now, I'm not going to read that whole de definition for you. You guys can read through that. But it allows you for other people that are using QuickBooks, which, as you know, it is the number one software. So there's millions of other users out there um, that you can find your customers and vendors. So, for example, let's pretend Dan is a vendor and he's, you know, um, doing some work for me and he creates an invoice. It can automatically populate in my QuickBooks company as a bill to be paid. It will pull Dan's contact information and pull, pull his phone number and things like that. And if Dan changes his address because he's going all around the country, he can update he updates his address in his company and it can autom um, automatically update that information in mine as well so it, it streamlines the the transactions to where you don't have to enter this like if i enter a purchase order it's automatically going to my vendor when they create the invoice and fill that 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 purchase order it's automatically going to populate a bill in my quickbooks so i love that you know, we're getting EDI for the small businesses basically here. And Martha says uh, the business network just showed up in her client's file this morning. Um, so that's great. And she's saying you have to approve the bill that's found in the email to be posted the bills. So, um, so anyway, it is connecting you with other QuickBooks users and you can just search for a name to find them out there. Um, and if you'll see them and then you can select them and create that connection there. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I talked about importing the invoices directly into your books. You can pull yeah. that in. Go ahead. Oh, I think, uh, I think bill.com, I think had something very similar in their, in their solution, uh, where users can opt in and, and then, um, you know, because things are going back and forth between the same users, this is very similar to that. So I yes. think that's the, that's the main benefit I think of, of, of using it is that when you have two QuickBooks users, uh, it's less data entry, you know, when you send somebody an invoice, just, you know, a, a click and uh, and now it's and now it's in my books, you know, yep. for back and forth. Well, and with the less data entry, you're saving time. So you don't have to have somebody who has to sit there and keep inputting all these things or anything. And it's more accurate. You don't have the opportunity for errors and things for that. Um and then um, somebody else in the chat, I think that's still Martha, said, great for cash flow analysis, getting closer to real-time data every day. And I think that's the thing that I was hitting. Again, we're automating these processes where we're eliminating data entry. Um, so I love that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Dan, were you going to talk about getting paid up front? Yes. Um, it should be more information on the next, if you've been, oh. I guess it didn't refresh. But. <laughs> you know what? No. We Let me go ahead and finish a couple of topics and then okay. we'll let you cover that on your session because I okay. downloaded them to PowerPoint. So uh -huh. they're probably in the Google slides. Okay. So the, the other thing that I thought was really cool and it's available now is the Amazon business app. It'll bring those business purchases into QuickBooks automatically by line items. Um, so I think that's really cool. So when you go into the transactions, let me show you here. Oh, I got a video. Uh-oh, it's not displaying properly. So I will go to plan B and I will pull it up in Chrome in that folder. Um, 
let's see if I can get it going here. Anyway, with the Amazon business app, I'm going to, while I'm pulling this up, I'm going to tell you, you have to have a prime account and a, a business, Amazon business account, the Amazon business account, which is free. It's not your, it's not your personal prime that you have, you know, for your own stuff. It's, it's actually Cor- a business. Correct. Business account. And you can, um, so you can get a business. Oops. Oops. It's playing now. Can you hear it? <laughs> No, no, we couldn't hear it. Can okay. you share with your sound? Uh, I have it up here. I can. I'll let you share it. Okay, so let me, let me steal it from me but here. The, the thing of it is you get an Amazon business account for free. Then you um, have a business prime account if you choose to. If you upgrade to business prime, that's like $69. You don't have to have that to use this and pull these transactions in. You just have to have the free business account. So, um, Dan, if you want to share, you need to share your screen. I am seniors. Go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's horrible when we have the same slides up. That's <laughs> muted. Here from the partner integrations team, I'm going to very quickly walk through the workflow to get the most of the Amazon Business Purchases app. The app can be found in the Apps tab on the left navigation or on apps.com, or you can find it by searching in the, with the banks. Now, this is for Amazon Business, not Amazon.com, so it has to be an Amazon Business account for this integration to work. What the um, app does is it brings in additional details and makes it easier to categorize expenses at a line item. So here you can see um, some of these are categorized. The default is always going to be, unless you change it, which I will show you shortly, um, office supplies and software. Oh, wrong one. So here we go. You can go in and see all the items that were associated with this purchase. If I click on this link, the order number, I will then, um, it will open up a PDF of this order if you wanted additional details, but I can see what these items were purchased and categorize them all individually fairly easy. Once I've made the correct selections, I just click add, and then I can find the trend, the expense that was created in the reviewed tab. So here we go. Here is the expense that was created with all the different categories broken out and the description. And if something wasn't correct, I can up, I can amend the expense itself, or I can also undo the transaction. In which case, I can again find it in for review to make any changes I need. Um, for this, for Amazon Business, for the settings. Your defaults are here. So during setup, we do prompt users to match the um, credit card with whatever you call it in QuickBooks. Um, and then I can change the default should I want to. Now, after I've created that expense, what I can do then is go into my banking tab and it will be if I have the credit card in which was made used to make that purchase, then I can just match it and that categorization is automatically done. If you have any other questions about um, the app, feel free to reach out to me. My name is Caitlin Wolchinski, and I'm the product manager who helps uh, drive this integration. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. And I think that is great. I loved how she demoed it to show Hi, you Caitlin. all. 
Um, <laughs> um, and you've got you've got screenshots here of what she just demoed for you. But I love how it's right there in the transactions. So you have one feed for your, one tab for your bank transactions, one tab for your Amazon feed there, and it's pulling those line item details in, and you can really drill down and see the information without having to go over to Amazon, lock log in, look up that order. So if you have any questions, it's all right there. Um, so I think that's really cool. And again, it's automating that process where we're getting all of this data entered automatically, eliminating problems and streamlining our workflows for us. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and Dan, do you have anything else to add on the Amazon business? You're muted. I'm muted. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I think that's um, that that comes in really handy because you know typically you know you don't just buy one thing uh, at at Amazon. You know they're they're very good at saying you know other people bought this right. <laughs> Everybody knows the Amazon buying experience. Uh, there's lots of impulse buys at the at the at the end of the checkout. So um, that that one charge is typically not just one thing. So being able yeah. to split that and see that uh, is, is a, is an advantage. Like I was originally under trying to understand, well, what's the, what's the, what's the benefit of this, right? Like, why would I, you know, I see those charges come in from Amazon and, you know, my customer would just say, well, that was this or that was that, but being able to see the actual product. So, you know, otherwise he'd have to go into his Amazon account, figure out what he actually purchased and then we would then categorize it well here you can see it all in in one place right and uh, so, somebody asked so, in the um in in the q a uh because this app resides in app transactions in the bank feed if you have other app transactions like square can you see both can you use both of these and the answer is yes you can there should be a drop down at the top when you're in app transactions Yes. Uh, you should have a drop down to see your other uh, your other apps that are connected uh, through this. And if your client is using a personal Amazon account, they can upgrade or change that to a business account, an Amazon business account. They don't have to pay unless they want the business prime. And like I said, it's like 69 bucks or something like that. And then there's. There's some other options you can do if you want to, but I think this is great to get those details in without doing that data entry. Um, so I was impressed by that. Wanted to share that with y'all. Um, so check that out. It's in it's in the transactions tab um, where you'll find your bank fees and things like that. And once you like she mentioned in the video, once you download and and once you add that Amazon transaction, then it's going to match in your banking area. So. I think that's great. Dan, do you want to go ahead and start RevShare? So this was another thing that's really great in impacting us as the accounting professionals. And I know I've heard for years, a lot of people, when we had the old wholesale pricing, they didn't like using their credit card um, and then having to bill their clients and things like that. They, they just didn't kind of like that. So a lot of them would skip the discounts and just um, have it direct bill to the clients. Well, now with this RevShare uh, program, Intuit is going to handle direct or Intuit is going to direct bill the clients and we get a 30% um, revenue share for 12 months of that subscription. Um, Dan, if you want to go ahead and go to the next slide there. Um, so it's going to be part of the new ProAdvisor preferred pricing that we have. Instead, of, as you know, wholesale went away. Gosh, last summer I think it was. It's it's been gone for quite a while, and we have the P P A P P now, ProAdvisor preferred pricing. 
So you, as you can see there, you can get 30% um, monthly for like 12 months. Um, and it's available to all of us who are QBOA users. Um, all QBOA firms are eligible to apply and enroll with it. It started rolling out last month um, because it, it or no, in February. We're still we're still March. Yeah, well, still, another day or so. <laughs> <laughs> this April's coming soon. I know that. Um, so anyway, it is in the subscriptions and billing tab. And I think Dan, you said you were going to maybe demo this for us. Yeah, let me just pull this up here and make sure I'm what on what screen I want to be on here. <laughs> and and so <laughs> you guys, this over here, you can still choose if you want to yeah. do this or direct bill the client and not do this. You can opt into this, right, Dan? Yeah, so when you're um, when you're adding a client just like you would in, and maybe I'm stealing Indian's uh, thunder here. <laughs> yeah, know, we should let him show it. <laughs> but when you're adding a client, you would enter in their information and then you'll just have three options now. Uh, you know, now you have this bill my client for the direct discount and then that's not parting. Uh, that's not partaking of the of the revenue share, uh, but typically the discount will be a little longer than what it would be with the with the revenue share. Uh, but then your pro advisor discount, where it's you know what what used to be the wholesale uh, the wholesale billing is now the pro advisor preferred pricing. <laughs> uh, but that's in per, uh, perpetual discount uh, where it's billed your firm, uh, but the bill my client is the the discount is temporary as well as the revenue share piece of that. So uh, once you sign up for it and you choose one, it'll change the change the cost of, of what that would be uh, selected. And then if you haven't signed up for it, you'd have the ability to sign up for it uh, right there. Uh, or, you know, there you got to, well, maybe we should just ask Ian, how, the, how does that all work, man? Yeah, so if you click on sign up, it's going to take you to the uh, revenue share tab, which is going to be located within um, subscription billing. So you just click on it and that just started the application process. So the purpose of the application is to, we just, want, we just need to collect some information about your firm for tax purposes. So we're going to ask about, um, ask for your company address, business name, and also ask you to unlock the WNET. And lastly, we're also going to ask you to provide us with the bank account because we do need your bank account to send out the payout uh, to you. So that's the, um, but this is only just say one time how, thing. How just, frequently are the are the payouts? Are they monthly or is it quarterly or or is it just at the end of the year? How does that? How does it, that work? it is monthly, so you're gonna get monthly. the payout every month. And do you see like a report of uh, of active clients on the uh, that that are that you referred that are that are part of the uh, the direct uh, or the revenue share? That's right. Um, so that's where where the revenue share tab comes in. Um, so if you're to you're gonna be able to see the dashboard uh, with the. Do you, you want to share your screen? Do you have a do you have a demo of the of the dashboard of what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Okay, let me go ahead and stop sharing. Mm -hmm. Pass it over to you. It's, All right. Uh, and uh, we have some other folk uh, asking, how do you enroll? Um, mm -hmm. Will that will it be available for? for everyone to, to enroll or is it uh, a slow rollout like uh, like most things or is it yeah. all just random? 
Absolutely. So um, we are in a, we're in a uh, we're doing a phase rollout. So we release revenue share program to a small number of QuickBooks Online accounting users. Uh, but eventually, this program is going to be available to all QuickBooks Online accountants uh, account in in the United States. Um, so once this is released to your account, you're going to be able to see revenue share payouts tab uh, on their subscription and billing. And if you click on get started, that's going to start the application process. And as per the dashboard, um, you can locate. So once you're enrolled in the program, then you're going to be able to, you're going to start seeing uh, the dashboard uh, where once you add clients on their revenue share, uh, revenue share billing, uh, and once the payouts are made or sent to your account, then you should be able to see the payouts uh, in this dashboard. Kind of do, um, Michelle, do we have any, I see there's a lot of chat and, uh, and questions. So I assume there's <laughs> a lot of things about, uh, about this. Maybe we want to ask. Yes, uh, yes we did. So one of the questions that I, I saw that I thought would be great is what happens if your client removes you as the accountant, let's say you set them up and it's six months later and things go awry and they remove you as accountant. Um, you've got six months of that 12 month rev share left. Do you still get that if you're not the accountant user anymore? Yeah, so the condition for the revenue share eligibility is that you do need to maintain the relation between the accountant and the client. So if you if the client moves out from your billing, uh, from like they um, stop the relation with the accountant, then revenue share is no longer eligible. Okay, and what about if um, if you've got new clients or if you've got existing clients? Is it only new clients, or if you have existing clients on the preferred pricing, can you convert them to the rev share? Yeah, so currently um, only the new clients to the Cocos ecosystem are eligible for a revenue share. So the only the clients that are added through QuickBooks Online accounted by you are going to be eligible for a revenue share payouts. Um, but we have heard a lot. We got received lots of feedback from the accounts that uh, they would like to also migrate existing clients to the revenue share program. So we are, uh, say, uh, we, we are uh, reviewing that feedback with the team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the, uh, the thing to, to, to really drive home or get across here is that this is just another, another avenue, uh, for, for signing up new clients. So a lot of the, um, you know, the, the, the what if situations with my existing clients are not really going to enter into that conversation. It's really just a choice when it comes to setting up a new client. You know, is it a, is it firm build? That's the pro advisor pricing and that's perpetual uh, client build where it's uh, where it's not part of the revenue share. That's a discount. And that is going to going to end eventually. Uh, and then the same thing, this is kind of a best of the both worlds where um, you're receiving something as the accountant, the client is also receiving a discount. The discount is just not as long as it would be as if it's direct build and it's client build, right? That's right, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Color commentator by... by <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
Um, is there an option? I'm sorry, one more question on that. Is there an option to give that discount back to the client? Because I, I was just telling somebody else, they, the client gets the first month free, they get 50% off the next three months. So the first four months, what about the other eight months? Can you give that discount to the client instead of taking it as rev share? So the discount is only for the first three months. Um, mm -hmm. So there's no way to pass on the discount like within the program. Okay. Um, so if you're like to do that, you'll have to come up with a like contract, like separate individual contract with your client, I will imagine. Yeah, I think it's really just kind of weighing the options as far as the, the discounts, because if they, uh, if it's 50% for the first three months, you know, what that discount actually tends to, uh, tends to be, and then whatever the, the, the revenue share portion of that, you know, and ends up being, um, comparing that to the direct build where, you know, you had a longer discount period, um, you know, it's, it's really up to you, you know, to, to decide which, which is best for you and your firm, as well as your clients at the same time. And we did the demo. Okay. There we are. Talk. Now I moved the slide. So it's, <laughs> it segues right, in it, right, uh, right into getting paid up front, which is, a uh, thank it's you. Interesting, yeah, thank you. In for, thank you. For, uh, for, <laughs> for answering some of these questions and, and, and demoing uh, the, the revenue share program. Thanks um, for having me. So to getting paid up front, this is interesting. Uh, I was watching Hector's video on this and, and uh, really got to talk to the person at the, at the gallery, um, the gallery walk that we were walking through about how this is actually uh, work. So um, the caveats here is, is you, you have to have uh, QuickBooks cab capital and QuickBooks payments. Uh, at uh, all within the same in the same company, uh, but it does have a really good um, benefit in that um, you know o over other um, other services that offer similar the same thing for prefunding uh, your invoices. Uh, but basically, that's what it is: is uh, you can get prefunded uh, on your in on your open invoices if you. Um, are looking at the invoice section inside of QuickBooks Online and you see this fundable new uh, icon, then that is is where you start the process of, of being able uh, to do this. Uh, so there is a 3% fee uh, for the uh, for the pre-funding of, of, your, of your invoices. So basically you get paid upfront um, by, by Intuit or QuickBooks Capital in this case. Um, and uh, there's no transaction fee on the QuickBooks payment side of things, if the pay invoice is paid within that first 30 days. So you're gonna be paying 2.9% anyway, uh, if they pay with credit card or the 1% for, for ACH. Uh, so those fees are actually waived if the transaction is paid within the first 30 days. Uh, after 30 days, if the, if the customer doesn't pay, then it moved, you know, the whole thing moves over to the QuickBooks Capital section for, you know, for regular repayment and, you know, regular interest fees apply for that. So that is the advantage of, of this over, over other service providers doing, doing similar things with, with pre-funding because, again, it's, it's built in. And if you have the QuickBooks Capital and, and QuickBooks payments already established in the, uh, in, in the company file, um, the prepayment can can be really simple 
uh, if it happens within the first 30 days. Now, if it doesn't, well, bummer. Well, it's going to be moved over to <laughs> to a regular, you know, short-term loan, which is, which is really what these uh, pre-fundings uh, are. But you can manage those things inside of inside of your QuickBooks. You don't have to go outside of QuickBooks to go and uh, repay the repay the loan. You just do it all right right within there. So you can get uh, pre-funded. Uh, it uses your QuickBooks data to get um, you know to get you approved for those uh, for those loans. So uh, there's not any kind of forms or anything that you need to uh, to fill out when you're when you're using the uh, pre-funding. Any uh, questions on on that that you saw, Michelle? Well, you know, I was just going to add, I think this is just great, especially right now for our clients with cash flow issues, with the cost of everything getting higher. You know, people that maybe used to pay on demand or within a few days, they may be taking longer to pay. So this might be a really good option for a lot of folks um, to help with cash flow right now, you know, because things are in flux and it's affecting a lot of our clients and a lot of small businesses out there um, are struggling with cash flow issues. So I think this is a great option and the way it works is a lot better, like you said, than some of the other things like factoring. Once you factor an invoice, it's totally out of your hands and out of your control. And that's not the situation here. Um, so I, I thought it was a great new offering um, for some clients that, that need some help with the cash flow issues yeah they need the if they need the money now you know like if they gotta buy supplies or things like that that comes in real handy to actually have yeah. have the money there um and then if they're if, especially if they have a relationship with the with the client they know you know probably you know they like they say oh i just need 10 days to pay this or what have you that you know still puts right. you in within that 30-day window so that there's not extra fees you know on top of that well, um, and, and, we, and that's a good were, point, Dan, because a lot of these businesses, the cash goes out the door before they're able to invoice and receive the money. Say, for example, you're somebody that does catering. You know, we're doing the wedding Saturday, <laughs> um, you know, so let's say you're a catering company or your client's a catering business. They have to go out and buy all the food and everything before yeah. they're able to invoice and get paid. And so – they if they can do things like this to get the money faster, it's really going to help them because they've got the cost going out the door up front. So right. it, it is very helpful. Go ahead. Yeah, we've got we've got some extra links in there on the slides that'll um, that'll be able to you can learn more about uh, what it is if you don't see it within you or your your firm or your your clients' uh, company files, uh, as well as the support articles. So there's a lot of the FAQs and and those types of questions can be answered. Uh, on those um, on those resources as well. Um, so I've got my rock and payroll shirt wearing <laughs> wearing that today that uh, handed out at the event. Uh, so we're so, going to talk. A, go ahead. So I just want to add that on the on the shirt. So some of you might remember Blaze, who's I can't remember Blaze's last name all of a sudden. Blaze is. So, Ilasano or something. Yeah, he he's <laughs> our our payroll guru, and he's been on our QB Power Hours um, previously when we were talking about payroll stuff, and he was going around begging us to take these shirts because they haven't been out to any conferences or conventions or anything like that, so they've been sitting in the closet for years. So he was he was pushing the rock and payroll T-shirts for us. So I thought that was kind of fun. Thank you, Blaze. Exactly. So one of the neat things, I mean, one of the one of the struggles, I think that that uh, people who use QBO payroll uh, have have uh, found 
using that service is that once you record a, a transaction, uh, getting things corrected when things are in a mistake situation uh, is a little painful. I think I, that this is as nice as I could say it, <laughs> right? Because uh, if you if you can't modify the transaction already, then those transactions. I mean, you need to you need to reach out to Intuit directly and and hope you get uh, answered in a timely fashion. And then it needs to go to basically payroll corrections uh, in order for for that to happen. Uh, so they're they're rolling out some of the some of the functionality so that you can do that. Uh, within uh, within QuickBooks without um, without the need of of contacting uh, Intuit. So basically, the, what it boils down to is have the tax files been formed, uh, or I'm sorry, have the I say that backwards, uh, have the tax forms been filed. <laughs> um, so if a, if a form filing has occurred uh, for the for the period that you're trying to to correct the the paycheck. Then, unfortunately, yes, you still need to contact uh, contact Intuit because you have to uh, have them amend your return, right? So, um, if it's already been submitted, then uh, then the the Intuit payroll services will will need to amend the return because that that's going to have an impact on what's already been filed. Uh, but uh, if it's if it's been included uh, in in tax payments, yes, you can you can now make uh, make adjustments uh, to those. Uh, to those uh, to those paychecks, um, if it's in the last check, you know it's it's really just kind of working through this here. Um, as and these are the checks that uh, when I say checks, is these are the uh, checkpoints along the way of you actually you know modifying the transaction uh, if that can actually be done and done successfully. Uh, so we have a little demo of uh, of somebody actually doing that. Um, so they're looking at the paycheck list here. And I want to stop that. It's down the corner there. Uh, so this paycheck is actually uh, dated. I don't know if you can see that, but that's uh, 10 22 and they've done monthly paychecks since then. So, um, so that's out of sequence and typically uh, you can only void or delete, or sometimes you can only do those things Um if it's the last paycheck that that was done, like peeling back the layers of an onion, um, you know, I remember talking to uh, talking to customers and saying, "Well, if you want to adjust this check, you have to undo all of those other payrolls <laughs> uh, prior to that, and then you can make this adjustment, and then you have to redo all your payrolls." And that was not a a happy conversation, uh, to say the least. Um, so it allow them to avoid the check out of sequence, and then what it does. Um, it creates an adjustment check uh, for the checks that um, that were affected, right? So um, they avoided that check. So that check basically has a, a, a avoided check inside of QuickBooks Online Payroll is a paycheck that has the exact opposite uh, impact. So every you know, earnings item, uh, deductions, payroll contributions, those types of things, they're just reversed. Um, so that's what that adjustment check looks like. Um, and then the last check um, had a uh, tax adjustment, uh, maybe because uh, Social Security or some of the things with the wage bases were, were modified by voiding this, this paycheck. So it, it took care of that for you by, by doing that. Um, so this is just a, a looking at what the paycheck looks like that was, uh, that was voided. Uh, so being able to handle that directly within 
within the payroll system without you know reaching out and contacting uh, payroll support uh, is a big win uh, because everybody loves pausing a moment of their day to um, to be on chat or the phone call to <laughs> to intuit to make sure that if it's something they know how to do right um, so that's real easy to uh, to take care of and those tools are are rolling out uh, to you um, you know as as accountants and, and bookkeepers yeah I know um, a lot of people are going to be really happy to hear about that one being able to fix that themselves yeah my my jaw dropped I was I mean, yeah. literally I was like what like yeah <laughs> Like you're taking off the shackles. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, that's a good opportunity, too, for me to just point out something, too. Some people may not have realized or maybe you missed it because I know it's easy when you get busy. There's a whole new payroll certification that you can do now. We just had a VCon and one of the tracks was for payroll certification. If you want to work on that payroll certification, it's under your pro advisor tab in training. And there's actually two courses that you'll want to take to help you prepare you for the payroll um, certification. There's the um, payroll specialist course training that you can do. And then there's also another one just on like doing payroll. Um, so anyway, there's a couple of training opportunities out there. You can get CPE for that. And then there's the test if you want to be certified in payroll. So I'm sorry, Dan, I just wanted to mention no, that as well. Yet another badge that you can put on your, your email signature and on your website. <laughs> That's correct. Pink one this so, time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody loves pink. <laughs> um, it's the new black. <laughs> okay, so early pay uh, is a feature or function inside of uh, QuickBooks Payroll um, that allows uh, employees uh, to request uh, an advance. Um, so very similar to like the, the apps that are out there like Chime, uh, where they can opt in and get a, uh, a, an advance on their, on their paycheck. Um, and and then it re recoups the fee. A little bit about uh, some of the uh, percentages here. You know, employees, uh, you know, are, are limited to their their pay cycles. You know, if they a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. Well, some people are living paycheck to before the next paycheck, um, and they need something ahead of time uh, to be able to do that. So early pay will allow them to do that. Um, this is a nice little statistic that I saw that 79% of employees would switch employers for early pay for early access to pay. Wow. Um, and I, I know I, that <laughs> I had no idea it was I had no idea it was that high. Right. Wow. Um, Sorry. So that's why that's why people are turning to these apps like Chime and Dave and you know those types of things, the payday loans, you know, those those kind of brick and mortar stores. Um so now it's nice that it's something that can be offered, you know, directly within in the payroll service. And I know doing an employee loan, uh, setting that up ahead of time, um, you know, when a when an employee comes to you and say, "Hey, can I take an advance on my next paycheck?" That's a pain uh, to <laughs> to set that up because you got to make sure that it's going to the right, you know, liability account, and you you've got to recoup that. Uh, this removes all of that from the employer setup. Uh, because it's all done on the on the pay uh, on the employees side of the house, right? So um, it, it's better for employees because uh, it, it, but it's offering a fi financial benefit for employers, right? So you don't have the bank overdraft fees from the from the bank because the employee can can get their money earlier, 
they don't have the outrageous fees <laughs> that are uh, with brick and mortar, you know, payday loans. Um, and as well as those, those digital pay advance apps like uh, Dave and Chime. Right. So it's a uh, 1% of the advance uh, with a $3 maximum. Um, and, um, and of course there's no late fees because it automatically comes out of, of the employee or employee employees next paycheck. Um, and then there's a demo. So let's, oops. It takes a team to run a business at QuickBooks. We know that small businesses rely on their teams and want to provide in-demand employee benefits. Financial emergencies can happen to anyone when things don't go as planned. QuickBooks Early Pay gives employees instant access to money before payday. If approved, Early Pay lets you, the employee, take an advance of up to 60% of your estimated upcoming paycheck, with a maximum of up to $700 per pay cycle. Once approved, you can choose to have money deposited into your bank account so you can pay bills or cover unexpected costs. There is no credit check. You can choose to automatically pay back your early pay advance on the due date, usually your next payday. Once you've repaid your advance, you can request early pay again when you need it, on your schedule. Employees can access early pay confidentially through Workforce, the online portal where employees can view their pay stubs and other important financial information. Early pay doesn't impact employers' payroll or books, so there's no extra work cost or liability for a business. When life happens, QuickBooks has your back with early pay. You know, Dan, I think this is another great opportunity um, for, you know, these employees, because we were talking about cash flow for small businesses. Early pay confidentially um, through workforce, <laughs> the online portal where employees can view their pay stubs and other important It goes on to the next one, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> yes. It doesn't impact I, employers' I get the, payroll or books. Close the tab. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, just like the small businesses have cash flow inf- issues, so do people right now with the gas prices and the food prices and with inflation the way that it is. You know, I think this is another nice way to help those employees. And I had no idea that many of them um, would switch employers for this opportunity. Somebody says something about that a lot of people don't budget well. Um, It's, you know, unfortunately, the past two going on three years now have been so challenging for so many people with COVID and people losing their jobs, people not able to work or to travel to do their jobs. And now with the inflation and the gas prices, it's just double whammy. So if you can help them get an advance on their paycheck, I think this is an awesome opportunity. And I love the last part, no extra work for us or the the people doing payroll or anything. So yeah, it doesn't affect the books at all. Yeah. It's, It's all just handled within the employee uh, and and the the payroll system, so they can automatically pay it back on the on the next check before they you know they can't get another payday loan, uh, you know, advance on their on their check until they they pay that back, um, and you know the fees are are nominal, you know, when they when they do that. Now, Dan, do you know is that only for um, QBO payroll or is it desktop as well? Um, that's a that's a really great question because it's actually within. Um, it's within workforce, workforce, which, uh, which is, which is, which is available on both. But I, I believe I thought I asked the question and of course they're rolling it out to QBO uh, payroll first. 
getting, you know, getting the feedback before rolling it out. But the goal is to have it, you know, to be all, uh, to be, uh, to be for all, all payroll users that use workforce. Gotcha. Now, Nancy had an interesting question. What would happen, and this is a hypothetical, if the employee takes the advance and then quits without enough to cover the advance in the final check? It did say you could only take up to, what was it, 60% or 40%? 60% of your pay with a maximum of $700. So yeah, if they if they didn't get another paycheck, <laughs> um, you know, they're still on the, the hook to repay it back through uh, through the work, through, through the program, uh, which, you know, there, it, it's does, it is done outside, you know, it's, 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 it's handled within workforce, um, in workforce app, but it's actually, you know, the funds transfer and everything is being handled by a third party. So that third party would still would like their money back, um, <laughs> you know, and, and they'll figure out a way to, uh, remind you, uh, <laughs> that is still owed back to them. And they'll probably th- uh, levy some fees at that point. Um, but the, the the easy way, of course, is your next paycheck uh, coming through the payroll system. Okay. And um, Susan wants to know, is this available today or when is this? I think it is, isn't it? Or no? Yeah. So, so, yes, they're all supposed to be available today, but to whom is the question, right? So it's always a, um, you know, anytime, anytime that something new comes out, um, you know, these may be... Um, uh, not widely available, like readily available to everyone. Like the the revenue share was a was a selection process, and you know you had to opt in early at QB Connect and those types of things to even be uh, considered. Um, and so it may, it, you know, until it gets to the point where it's available for everyone, you know, we it's it's a it's a random uh, choice, and and you might see some people have access to it, some people. Uh, some people don't, which makes it even more challenging as an accountant or bookkeeper for multiple clients uh, to have different experiences like that. But that's why uh, why that is, is that it's it's just not totally available for everyone yet. But usually the, the sequence is new people get it first, then, um, then existing uh, clients get access to it um, that are less, com- less complicated, and then the really complicated ones. Uh, get it at the at the end. So if you have a lot of, you know, users and different uh, workflow uh, issues, then you know you're, you're probably going to be the last to to get it if you don't see it. All right. All right. So our last poll: Which of these features are you most excited about? I mean. Okay. Uh, I like that at the end there, you know, I'm an accountant. Nothing excites me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and people Dan. are answering that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Dan. I, so I have a question for you. Let's talk through this. So um, somebody wants to know, when you're using the Amazon app, can you connect to more than one credit card? I use cards for credit cards for different divisions of the company. I don't see how the payment method would matter because the payment method is within Amazon and you choose how you want to pay it there, then those transactions are flowing through into QuickBooks. So it would pick up the payment method, wouldn't it? Along um, with the well, items purchased. In the in the demo and on the on the screenshots, it only did show one one account. So maybe it only is uh, connected you can only to map it to one maybe. map it to one one account. But you could change that, right? So like if you used um if you use a different payment method, 
for for uh, for an Amazon purchase uh, through the business account, you could change that before you uh, review and uh, review that uh, transaction so it puts it in the right place. And you know something else that just occurred to me because um, she was talking about different divisions for the the company. Um, classes and locations, you know, are you able to do those things? I know one of the things I asked um, when I saw that Amazon app demo was, can you assign it to a job or a project, you know, to a customer or a job or a project? And the answer was no, not at this time. So people keep in mind, these are first gen, you know, these are V1s coming out. So send your feedback into Intuit as you're like, oh, I like this, but I need to have two credit cards or, you know, I need to do allocate yeah. it to a project or something. You know, send your feedback to Intuit because they really are listening and developing these products and features to help us. So send them yeah. your feedback. And and the look back for, uh, for Amazon business is 90 days, which, of course, was my first question. How far back can you go? And they're like, no, no, you do it. But we're trying to get more. <laughs> so they, they, they know some of these uh, common ones. Um, so they already knew that they wanted to expand it. But of course, at first, they, they have to put the, the stake in the ground somewhere. Right. So then that question would bring up to me, if it works like a bank feed or similar to a bank feed, with the bank feed, when we could only get 90 days, we were able to go download it ourselves and import it. I wonder if you could do that with this Amazon app. If you wanted to go back to the beginning of the year and download and import, I'm not sure if that's possible or not. Yeah. I mean, these these app transaction things like the Square and the and the um, Amazon business, uh, they, they're they're not true bank feed connections. They're, they're right. app connections. So uh, being able to import um, into, into that would be, would be, I, I think cumbersome at best <laughs> would yeah. be the, uh, the, the, be the answer uh, because you're outside of the, uh, but you can, you know, of course, bring it into the bank feed, um, you know, outside of that, but you're not going to have that split of the transactions and and know and see on the expenses what was actually purchased. So Melissa said she uses the Amazon app with several clients. You can definitely use it with multiple cards and bank accounts. So thank you, Melissa, for sharing All it. Right. <laughs> any other um, any other questions that uh, that you saw rolling by while I was talking? Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of trying to go through them here. So so. Somebody says, my client does not have an apps tab. If you don't see the apps tab, that means you don't have the right permissions. It needs to be, you know, help me out on this, Dan. It's the lead accountant or the um, primary admin. Is it the lead accountant who has the well, apps when you're tab? In a, when it's you're in, in a firm. client, yeah, when you're in a client, uh, hold on a second. Yes, I want to say yes to that. So as, a, as an accountant, you will see the apps tab under your practice, and if you're the if you're the master admin, uh, you'll see the client apps and the firm apps. You don't see apps when you're in clients, right? right. So you won't you won't see the apps tab when you're in your client. You will see the apps tab if you have the access in your firm. 
and the key is to. and the key is if you have the access if you're not the master admin you're not going to see the access if you're a staff accountant or you know a super supervisor or manager or whatever you may not have the access to the app tabs because it's a master accountant um so somebody else may need to connect that app for you once it's connected then you can see it within the client and use it and all that stuff um well, you still won't be able to access uh, access it if you didn't set it up, right? So you'd be able to see it uh, in like the client apps section. But if somebody else, like if the client set up and actually connected the app, you may not be able to launch it uh, from from there. I'm trying to see if there's one. It would, it in would be here. in the transactions tab, though, once they've connected it. Yeah. It, yeah. it would be in. And so they can use that in the transactions tab once it's been connected Um by someone who's got the authorization. Yeah, like this one here is a bill.com. Somebody else connected it. I can't get to it, right? So it, it yeah. just lets me know that they, um, somebody else uh, connected it, but they have this app uh, connected to it. But right. since it's not me, I'm not going to be able to, to connect to it. So can I share these results so that everybody yeah. can see them? <laughs> Because I, I think it's interesting. The number one most popular thing was payroll corrections. I kind of thought that's the situation. <laughs> it's, people have been kind of complaining about that for so long. <laughs> um, so I'm very glad that that's something that really hit. And the, the, the business network was pretty popular, as well as that Amazon business app was very popular. Um, so I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are these are pretty good functionalities and features that are, that are coming out um, or available already. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it was nice to be part of this event where, um, you know, where we could give that, that feedback, you know, directly to them as well, you know, yeah. and some of them were just like, well, these are the way things are right now, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and you get the same answer when you're at the Intuit booth at uh, scaling new heights or QuickBooks connect. <laughs> uh, right. Right. Well, one they more. Were, they were, they were, it was, it was nice to actually, you know, go around, uh, go around the tables and see what, what is, uh, what is available. It was. And I want to remind everybody, Dan and I couldn't talk about everything. So if there's something that they're projecting might come in the fall or, you know, in the next few months or whatever, we only shared with you about half of the booths that we went around and talked to and stuff. Um, so Intuit is working on some other great new things that I think you guys will like and enjoy and appreciate and have been asking for. And I want to thank Intuit for having us out there for that event, but also for helping us with this, as well as creating all these new features to he help keep streamlining our workflows and help make things better and easy for us and our clients. So thank you, Intuit, for everything. Um, Dan, anything else or any other questions? I see there's some questions that we didn't get to. but Yeah, I think we'll have to uh, uh, throw those in the in the Facebook group uh, after we, as our, as our follow-up, or put it on the, the, the QB Power Hour uh, page. Uh, but we hope you join us next time. Um, we're going to have some sales tax updates because who doesn't love sales tax? Uh, <laughs> so uh, friends at Avalar will be joining us uh, to talk about those. Um, and, uh, and, and again, thanks for, thanks for joining us. And we'll, we'll see you next time on the Power Hour. Bye, everybody. Thanks again. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.